This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios presented by Darty Business Solutions. I'm Dan McLaughlin. That over there is Jay Delsing. We have a couple of great guests coming up in the next two hours. Clint Peters, owner, CEO of Sniper Golf, as we'll talk about one of the main issues in the game. That's the rollback of the golf ball, and he is heavily involved in that. And can't wait to visit with Nathan Carnes, Director of Golf at Winghaven, currently the National Secretary of the PGA of America, and he will be our guest in studio. But before we get to all that, Happy New Year, Jay. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been in person together in studio, but great to be with you. You too, Danny. Happy New Year. Yeah, man, there's, you just, we have so much to talk about. Happy New Year to all the folks out there. I hope that 2024 is a great year for us professionally, personally, golf-wise. Um, yeah, let's get let's get into it, Danny. There is a lot to talk about. So golf returned this weekend, the century. They'll wrap that up today in Hawaii. It's early in the year, it, but it is back. Golf is back as they've gone on a, <clears throat> a full calendar now the way that they set up the schedule. Yeah, it's interesting. I like this better. It's it's super fun. Uh, man, Danny, that, that uh, plantation golf course in, at Kapalua over in Maui, what a what a beautiful view. I can remember playing over there and being able to see whales, you know, flopping out. In How the, cool is that? Yeah, yeah, just like North County up here. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's, right always, in the, there's always a whale coming down the Mississippi River up there where we grew up. The lakes of Norwood providing whales. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's super cool. Um, man, D, there is so much. It's still turmoil as far as I'm concerned. So many questions to answer. Where do we start? Well, I'm going to get into that in just a moment, but okay. I want to ask you about playing, like what the players are dealing with with the weather this early in the season. Yeah. It's warm in Hawaii, but yeah. what is it like playing this early in the season? Well, the, the good news is, so that's a, uh, Ben Crenshaw designed the plantation golf course, and the fairways are extremely generous. Now, when the trade winds blow, that golf course gets much better much dicier if you get a 15 mile per hour wind or so deep which is pretty i i almost would say that would be atypical because it usually blows more than that but those sort of conditions if you're not on your game that golf course will not will will not seem easy to you but for guys like, like colin morikawa last year absolutely tore it up until the last i think he had a five or six stroke lead until things kind of unwound and, and john Ram won uh, last year, but the golf course is very fair. The greens are not super, super fast, but the wind is the major factor. So looking ahead to what golf may look like coming up this summer, I think you have to start with John Rahm's sizable absence and can the, the PGA tour recover from some of these biggest names, John Rahm probably being the biggest now, almost uh, what, 600 million to jump to live. How about that? And and so can the PGA Tour recover? Well, it's interesting, D. I mean, here's the other thing that I was thinking about today. Be, be, you know, the guys that went to live prior to this, Phil Mickelson, always controversial. You never knew which Phil was going to show up. Brooks Kepis, love the black hat. 
P. Reed, Patrick Reed loved the controversy and things like that. You you had those kind of guys. John Rahm was always looked at as the good guy. He was respectful. He 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 thought about the history of the game. His answers, he thought about those things. D. He didn't really fly off the handle. He 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 got super pissed and played his golf some of his best golf when he's mad and throwing clubs and things like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. But the fact that he went I think it's really strategic. I was thinking about this today. Because of the timing, and because there, this is going to change everything. First of all, it tells the PGA Tour, hey, you forgot about us. We are not forgettable. We are your partner whether you like it or not. That's what it says. Piff is here to stay. I don't care if you like it, dislike it. You know I hate it. They're here to stay. So we got to get over that, and we got to move on. Second of all, John Rahm's timing on this, D, there's going to be a time. And David Faraday and I talked about this with you, and and you and I talk about it all the time, where it's like, there's no way for them to get back together. There's a way. There is a way. There's a way, and they're going to be back together. And John Rahm is going to look like a genius because he's going to have his cake and eat it too. Rory McIlroy really softened his stance on Liv this past week. I, I thought there wouldn't be a day that he would soften his stance, but sure enough, he has done that. He said, I probably jumped uh, the gun a little early on this. He was the face of the PGA Tour saying, we don't want anything to do with Liv, and now really has softened his stance. I didn't know Rory could moonwalk. I, I did. That's what it is right now. <laughs> well, it is, and you know what's interesting? Um, he, one, of, one of the things that I read in the uh, Rory article, D, is he said, you know, not everybody is as lucky as Tiger Woods and I with, and he was poignantly pointing out their bank accounts. They got hundreds of millions of dollars. It was, it was it's, valid. It, it's, it's, it's valid. And I, and I got it and I'll get back to this. I'll get to Rory's point of view in a minute, but he said, why should I be the guy to say, hey, Ian Poulter, why would you go for $50 million? Or, hey, hey, Phil Mickelson, why, why, you know, so a lot of judgment, and I really appreciate that from, from, from Rory. I also appreciate the fact that he's able to do a little self-analysis, Danny. I mean, some of these players that I've seen over the course of my career, it's like, what planet are you living on? Because your comments show absolutely zero sense that you have some sort of ability to read the room. You know what I mean? It's like, and Rory does that extremely well. And you know what else, Danny? I love a guy that's going to say, hey, I jacked that up. I screwed up. I shouldn't. I, I should have thought more about it this way. But I think the biggest impetus that threw this into his wheelhouse was that Piff's not going away. No. They're going to be involved. And it's unlimited resources, 100%. too. 100%. And, and I mean, it's like, well, let's figure it out. Let's figure out a great way to move forward and make it the best for everybody because they're not going away. So this weekend, Kevin Kisner made his announcing debut, and that's a guy you know pretty well, right? I do. I I, I love the guy. He's uh, First of all, he's a hell of a player. He's a match play assassin. Danny, when he's gotten uh, his teeth into some players down at the, we, we used to have the the Dell match play down at Austin. He um, he was a pit bull. I mean, I think he went. At one point in time, and it might have even been when it was still the Accenture match play, but he went like 14-1 and one over the course of two years. I mean, this guy is a he, – he, he just lulls you to sleep. He doesn't hit it a long way, but, man, he's brilliant around the greens, and he's tough as nails, and, and I like him. 
I do too. Golf Writers Association of America, their yearly wrap-up, they went with the player of the year, John yep. Rahm. John Rahm right. for the men, Lily Avu for the uh, the ladies, yep. and then Steve Stricker, <clears throat> PGA Tour champions. He got nearly 80% of the first. <laughs> that's no surprise yeah. whatsoever. Right. It did surprise me a little bit. I wonder when the vote was taken. I don't know, but John Rahm gets the player of the year. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but with everything that's transpired, I thought some of the writers may say, uh-uh. We're not going to give it to John Rahm. Right. Well, it's, what else is interesting is Scotty Scheffler got one of the other Player of the Year awards, Danny. And That's it's, right. We both know, we're, we're both huge fans of both guys. The first part of the year, John Rahm was unstoppable. I mean, he won He won there at, at uh, here at uh, Kapalua, uh, the Century. He also won the Masters. He, I mean, he was in the on the front page, first page of the leaderboard every single event. Now, it's interesting, though. After that, he just kind of tailed off. Scotty Scheffler had a much more consistent year. He only had two wins, but we who did we have on the show? Kurt Byram last year was talking about the prolific ball striking year that Scotty Scheffler had, rivaling some of the top years that Tiger Woods ever had. And so it's a it's a tough one. Scotty Scheffler absolutely putted like uh, like he didn't know how to play golf yeah it was and really odd it was really odd but danny what was one of the the facts that sheffler had he didn't finish out of the top 12 for 18 months or something, something. like that yeah. something insane and it's our show we're never exact on the facts but we're in the ballpark i want to look forward to the president's cup montreal in 2024 12 man teams and the u.s captain is jim furick and coming off the Ryder cup I'll be fascinated to see how this unfolds this summer. Yeah, I've been working on getting Jim on the show. We're going to get him on the show. They're playing at Royal Montreal, Danny, and I played up there when Tiger Woods' cut streak was broken, where he wound up missing the cut at Royal Montreal. And um, Montreal is a phenomenal city. I know you've been there uh, multiple, multiple times. Love it. It's got an old world flavor to it, Danny. A lot of water. You can go to some old town Montreal and some cool restaurants and, and, and shops. And then for whatever reason, Reason to me when there's some of the way they speak French, it just sounds super cool. <laughs> I had no idea what they were saying, but I'm like, yeah, I'll take whatever that is over there. So the PGA Tour, Saudi's public investment fund, extended negotiations, yep. and no surprise. I mean, they wanted to get it done by December 31st. That's not the case, and that's going to be a major story moving forward. Right, and the details that are going to come out, because this deal's going to get done, and I don't know what it's going to look like, and I, do, I literally cannot wait. I mean, I want to know what's going to happen to live. I want to know what's going to – you know, this big thing, Danny, we've talked about – and you're probably so sick and tired of me. No, here, I dude, love but, it. But how about when I'm, I'm, they're trying to evaluate what the PGA tour is worth and there's all sorts of it. So we have over, I think we have 50 or 51 TPCs around the country. We also have all of, I know my portion of retirement is part of those assets. What, how does all this shake out? I mean, there's, I think there's over 3,000 people that work for the PGA Tour now. We have this massive headquarters down in Jacksonville, and we, we own the Players' Championship, and we don't own a major, but we own the Players' Championship, which is like the fifth. What does that look like, and, and what does it really mean? You know, they've talked about this thing called an equalization fund or this retribution fund where they're going to pay the u.s players from the saudis that didn't jump what does that look like yeah we have no idea at this point and we then that's one of the things we talked about is if you did not jump to live 
how do you get fully compensated to be made whole? Right. And that's something they're going to have to figure out. Uh, the last time that you and I talked, we're getting ready for the PNC. So yeah. Tiger was playing with his how about son. That? I, I want to start with first Tiger swing. What did you see? What did you like? I, I well, First of all, we got to see him in the hero, which we talked a little bit about that last year. And then not what, I think he had a week off and then the PNC. And so I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I thought Charlie was way more interesting. Just oh, because, I did too. Wow. But, but he's got I a thought, little edge. He's got some confidence. Yeah. Well, you know, when you have old dear old dad behind you hitting that, <laughs> you know, you're playing a scramble. That's pretty neat. But anyway, I thought, I thought Tiger walked pretty well. I was impressed the fact that um, at hero, he walked the four days. There wasn't, um, I thought his game was extremely rusty. He did make 19 birdies down there, Danny. Um, the guy's just, anything he does, I'm interested in. And I, and, and I was really interested in his footwork. And I thought it was, I, I, you could tell that it's a little bit softer, maybe a little bit more unsure, for lack of a better way to say it. But he's got, he's, I, I think he's going to be able to figure it out with where he is now, M- meaning he doesn't have to continually rehab. Now he can start training. Massive difference when you're rehabbing an injury, you're going to several specific areas of the body and trying to get those stronger. But when you start training, Danny, now it's golf. This is not, the, the rehab is not golf. It's life. I can't walk. I've got to rehab. This is okay. I can walk. Now I train. And he's a beast. He's a beast with it. So you have a trained eye, obviously, with 30 years on the PGA Tour and everything that you've done professionally and what you've done at the collegiate level. When you watch Charlie Woods, what do you see? I mean, he's a young guy at this point, but with his swing, his swagger, way he conducts himself, what do you see out of Charlie Woods? Oh, I see everything you need. As a, what is he, a 14, 15, 15, I think now. 14, he's a freshman. Yeah, he's a a freshman in in high school. I mean, everything, he's got everything he needs. I I mean, the the biggest thing that we're going to see about Charlie is how big is he going to get? How strong is he going to get? How does he, how is he able to manage all those gross things, Danny? And then we've really got to see him start shooting lower scores more often, which he's already got smatterings of, of low scores. What really impressed me year over uh, this year over lasty was the speed that the young guy. Oh, it's had. incredible, isn't it? He's he's starting to grow into his body. Right, he started. I think he hit a couple of drives three twenty, didn't yes. he? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, just Pretty like good. you. Not quite. <laughs> Let's tip our cap, and we're going to tip our cap to a guy that you know quite well, and we're going to visit with him in our next segment. That's Clint Peters, but in particular, what he's doing with the golf ball. He is the owner and CEO of Sniper Golf, and let's tip our cap. Thank you. The tip of the cap is brought to our friends, Colin Burnt and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. Folks, any sort of vehicle. Clint is your guy. I'm driving a Clint car. My daughter's driving a Clint vehicle. So is Pearly. He will help you. You can email me, jay at jdelsongolf.com, and I'll personally introduce you to Colin. Um, yes, Sniper Brand, they're donating They're they're donating to David Faraday's Troops First Fund. For every dozen sold, a dollar gets uh, sent over to David. He's also doing things with some of the universities now, Danny, and this NIL. So there's these entities, Danny, around the country that – that basically try to raise money and manage things for 
NILs and for universities so that they have some sort of funding when it comes to trying to recruit and, and to and to get some of these players. So I know that he's doing. So what he's done is create um, a really cool program that for the money that you spend with him on the golf ball and some of the other products that Sniper Brand has, you'll get a kickback. that'll go back into the program. So look, if you're a golfer, you know you're going to need to buy golf balls. Why not buy it from us and then have some of the money come back to you? So Clint is a very creative guy. He's a great guy. Salt of the earth from Iowa. Uh, He's been at this thing. Gosh, I don't even know how long he's been at it, but I always say probably three years, but I'm usually off a couple years. So (laughs) he's a great guy. And and, um, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to visit with him in a little bit. But this is the tip of the cap. It's brought to you by Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood and our buddy Colin Burt. 314-966-0303. Later in the show, we're going to get some emails. Also, some of the top moments as we look back to last year locally and nationally. And coming up, Clint Peters, owner, CEO of Sniper Golf. And also, don't forget, I can't wait to visit with him in studio. Director of Golf at Winghaven, currently the National Secretary of the PG of America, that's Nathan Carnes, and all that is coming up on Golf with Jay Delsing. Are you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Get ready to watch the legends of golf up close when they compete at historic Norwood Hills Country Club right here in St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic will be back again with some of golf's greatest names, Steve Stricker, Padraig Harrington, John Daly, David Duvall, Bernard Longer, Justin Leonard, David Toms, and more will compete returning September 3rd through the 8th. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com for information. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, 
mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. This is Chris Nagel. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delson Show. Golf with Jay Delsing rolls on on a Sunday. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. We welcome in Clint Peters, owner, CEO of Sniper Golf. I play Sniper Golf Ball. I know you do too, Jay. Yeah, yeah, Clint. Hey, welcome to the show. Um, happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Clint, tell us a little bit um, about how you got into the to the golf ball business and just a little background because I know you're a good player and I know you love the game. Yeah. So um, I think it's been four and a half, five years ago now. Um, I noticed a company that uh, was a putter company at the time and it was for sale. And I was interested being a, a golfer, uh, competitive guy, and, and having been in sales for a couple of decades um, of potentially looking at, you know, a golf business. And one thing led to another and ended up um, acquiring the, uh, the business. And my joke now is I've never met anybody that's lost two putters in a round of golf. So I know quickly that I wanted to try to create like a consumable product and, and switch the model to... Um, you know, golf balls, golf gloves, hats, different things along those lines where continued business um, possibilities would be there. So we, we came out the first year with a, uh, a two-piece distance ball and then from there have evolved and now we have uh, two three-piece tour balls and a two-piece uh, super soft kind of ball with uh, urethane cover on it. Clint, I play your ball. Uh, tell me the difference between a Titleist and Sniper or the difference between some of the other brand name golf balls as opposed to what uh, you're trying to do with your golf ball. Right. And the funny thing about that is all of the golf balls realistically, in my opinion, don't really have a whole lot of difference, which is actually an advantage to us because we're priced better. 
Um, but our golf balls, we, we base them on swing speeds uh, in what we sell. The Tour Blue, the Tour Red, and the SS are our um, golf ball models. The Tour Red is the firmest compression golf ball. Um, the Tour Blue is, you know, kind of in that normal category of, um, you know, under 105 swing speed is kind of what we call that one. And then the SS is a lower compression uh, golf ball. So we, we try to align it with swing speeds so that uh, people can compress the golf ball to their best capabilities and maximize performance based on that. Um, if, if you swing slow and you're playing too firm of a golf ball, you're not going to get great results. And if you're a fast swinger and you swing in a too soft of a golf ball, the same exact thing, you're not going to get great results. Yeah, Clint, I mean, Bridgestone is doing the exact same thing. And what's interesting, because you and I put these things on the machines and the, the launch monitors, track man and all that, all that stuff. And the Tour Red is right there with the Pro V1, isn't it? Yeah, I, I've i had people tell me, you know, other than, you know, maybe a difference in, you know, the look of it, the cover or color or the, the font on the... <laughs> On the golf ball, the, the the differences in sound between all golf balls um, that that's really the only thing they can notice um, initially, and it's not not that they only notice it with our ball, but if somebody say a, a Pro V1 player and they play a Bridgestone, they'll probably see and feel and hear a difference as well. But once they play the golf ball for 18, 36 holes, however long it is, performance-wise, there really is no difference. Uh, we, we actually win in some of the categories uh, when compared to, um, you know, the major brands. And, and the ones that we don't are all within decimal points um, that, you know, 95, 99% of people would never even notice a difference of. Clint Peters is our guest, the owner, CEO of Sniper Golf. What was your initial reaction? You're in the golf ball business and you hear about the rollback what it means to you, what it means for the average consumer, those that play golf. What did you initially think when you heard that news? Yeah, so my my initial thought was, holy smokes, when will this take effect? Um, you know, I, I know it's been talked about for a long time, and uh, I know from a manufacturing production standpoint and things, um, it would take a minute to get things to where it needs to be. Um, but overall, I, I guess from a personal standpoint I'm probably I can see both sides of it um, you know I a lot of the golf courses probably are too short for good players but I also when I play in uh, tournaments or leagues with you know buddies and amateurs and stuff I, I've never heard anybody complain they hit it too far um, you know when it comes to that as well so I kind of see it you know from both perspectives I wasn't a real big fan when I heard about the two golf balls um you know like the tour balls and the other ones because to me as a also a golfer um who you know can score pretty decent depending on the day um i, I don't i don't like the idea that if i'm playing a golf ball i can't compare myself to the best in the world because my ball is different than what they're playing even though we all know it probably isn't anyway um that they have different specs or whatever fit to them but it just seems like um to me anyway as a golfer that was kind of cool to know that i could play the same equipment as a pro probably shouldn't but i could uh you know if if i wanted to clint what what does it mean so now it's it's not going to be um enacted i guess until 2028 so there's lots of time but what will it mean in terms of manufacturing like how in the hell is this going to really happen 
Yeah, I, it, from from what I've seen and what I understand anyway is it, it all is based on how far the ball goes at certain swing speeds, right? So um, you, you get reports from um, the USGA and stuff and you send your golf balls in and it tells you how far each ball goes with the, the mile per hour swing of the robot and so forth. And I, I, my assumption is then from a manufacturing standpoint is everything is dialed back from a golf ball composition factor, I guess, if you will, so that at the next swing speed uh, level that's being tested, the the golf ball has to stay within the parameters now of the new regulations. Um, so that is um, at least what it is. And then it would just simply be, you know, figuring out how to, I guess, dial it back in a similar fashion as what everybody for the last few years has figured out how to maybe push it forward. Um, you know, so I, I, I think it's, not you know something that's extremely difficult to do um from our perspective at least and i'm assuming other golf companies similar to us um one of the other things is you know inventory control and how do you figure out how to you know zero out this ball and then have the next ball in without them overlapping you know kind of a thing because you don't want you don't want your golf ball to come in or at least i wouldn't anyway where it's going to go a little bit shorter before it has to you know, because then people are going to compare it to the balls that are under the current platform. Um, so it, there's there's more semantics to it, I think, from from that perspective. Um, but I think from a production manufacturing um, deal, it, it's kind of just the opposite of what everybody's been doing for a long time. Of instead of trying to go farther, it's just dialing it back to how to not go as far. Clint, is that got more to do with the cover or the core? And and I don't want to get too far into the you know, the dynamics of the golf ball, but I'm, I'm interested because these new balls today, you know, they fly like rockets and they spin like baladas. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my assumption, and, and we haven't really had a ton of discussion yet from a manufacturing and production perspective on that kind of thing. But my, um, initial thinking is you're probably looking at you know compressions and materials and dimple patterns and and softness and hardness of covers and things like that like you just mentioned um and and kind of putting it all together and figuring out how to how to get to what the new ceiling is um you know because it what, what in my opinion anyway what ultimately happens is right now the regulations where they are every golf ball that's out there knows what the ceiling is and they all are within millimeters yard whatever it is of that when that changes it will be what materials do be or what materials will be used and how do we build these things to now get to that ceiling as closely as possible without going over it and and i think it's all those things i mentioned it's it's compressions and materials and dimple patterns and you know just all of that kind of stuff that is into golf balls now clint you're a good player you're a single digit low single digit um when this came out and we had the pleasure and opportunity to have Seth Waugh, who's the CEO of the PGA of America, come on. And he said in no uncertain terms to Danny and I, we do not support anything in any fashion that makes golf harder for our customers. And I started thinking, meaning, you know, so if the ball's going to fly shorter. Obviously, it's going to make the game harder because they're not going to get you're not getting more control with losing a couple of yards from a personal standpoint. I, I, I can't imagine you were tickled about this. Well, no. And, and it's like I said, um, you know, a little bit ago, I, I've never been in a 
group or foursome or an event or anything and heard people before or after rounds or during the round say, I'm hitting the ball too far. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever heard that people, you know, it, it, you hit a I've good never one said it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you hit a good shot that goes a long ways. Those kind of things for, you know, people like myself and the people I play with and people at most clubs that are not professionals, um, that long, perfect shot is what brings you back to the game. Um, you know, that the feeling of a 300 yard drive or 250 yard drive or 220 yard drive, you know, whoever you are, whatever player is. And, you know, if you were to, when these new golf balls come out, if that, you know, if you're normally a 275 yard hitter and all of a sudden it's going 265 or 270, and then now you're hitting another club into the same hole for the last 20 years you've played um, and you've hit an eight iron and now it's a, a seven iron, you know, or something like that. I, from my perspective, anyway, as a golfer, I don't know how that's more enjoyable. Clint Peters is our guest, owner, CEO of Sniper Golf. Take a, an average golfer and explain how you test a golf ball. What what goes through the testing of a golf ball to make sure that you're giving that average golfer the best product you can? Yeah, so we, I, I do a lot of this stuff, um, like from our, our manufacturer, I'll get various samples in and I will go out and play them myself and then, um, you know, kind of get an idea of what the feel is and how it compares to maybe the existing model. Um, I'll have people who I play with, you know, hit one here and there and, and, and kind of do the same thing. Then we'll take them and we'll test them on, uh, you know, simulators and track mans and that kind of thing against other golf balls for, you know, flights and spins and distance and um, the feel and, and all of those kind of things. And it ultimately then comes down to whatever, from my perspective, I feel like we've dialed it into a pretty decent finished product that's kind of the components that we end up, you know, going with. And, you know, what feels good for me probably isn't what feels good for everybody else. So I don't know if you ever solve the problem of, you know, dialing it in perfectly to every golfer loving it. Um, so that's just kind of the approach I've, I've taken is, you know, if I can shoot around par, you know, I can kind of tell the difference between most golf balls. I want to play one personally myself that's not going to um, <laughs> make me shoot worse, right? So right. Um, I, I, I'm going to just make sure that all of those things are there, the distance is there, the spin is there and everything, and then I will have other people around, and then we'll also use all of like, you know, the technology and stuff like that from, like I said before, the, the, the simulators and that, that track spin, and uh, we try to put it together the best we can. Clint, I can't believe that you've been doing this for almost uh, five years now. It's Man, time flies. Let's talk about some of the other products that um, um, that Sniper has. I've actually played and used the glove, and the glove is really interesting, and the price point's fantastic. Yeah, so um, gloves are, um, you know, something that pretty much, uh, you know, a high, high percentage of people play um, or use while they play um, other than, you know, I, I, you can only name probably a few of, of the professionals who don't, you know, couples comes to mind and, you know, so maybe I think Lee Jansen, maybe some, some of those guys um, had, didn't use gloves, um, but most people do. So the other thing with, with gloves is the feel and the, the price zone and, and, and stuff. So we got in some leathers and, and, you know, like you said, Jay, you've had them and used them and played with them and stuff. And we tried to get a leather that, feels really really soft or it feels good um when you put it on that obviously is the start and then figuring out the durability you know how many rounds and and stuff can you get out of it but 
to me, if I were to then look as a consumer at a sniper golf glove and I was going to buy it online and I'd never touched it, never felt it or anything like that, would I pay 25, 35 bucks for an unknown brand, unknown golf glove? So what we ultimately decided to do was just sell these at $7.99. Um, and our feeling was quantity eventually leads to the profits, right? Um, so if somebody likes the glove at $7.99, and we've seen this happen quite a few times over the last couple of years since we've come out with it, they'll then turn around and order five their next order or 10 their next order or something like that. But initially to try it, it's a pretty inexpensive um, online purchase. Uh, compared to 35 bucks, you get it and it blows open in the first round or it doesn't feel like you like it or something along those lines. So that's kind of where that came from is my thinking of uh, being myself as a consumer. Would I pay 35 bucks for a glove I've never felt? Interesting. You know, what else is interesting is name, image, likeness in sports. And we hear it all the time in football. Mm -hmm. We hear it in basketball. But you've got yourself involved in the game of golf on the college level. Ex explain a little bit about NIL and what Sniper Golf is doing with that. Yeah, so it, it's, kind of, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a thing that's developed that um, we were, were able to put together. So we are working currently with the Rewill Collective, which is the uh, official collective of Iowa State University. I'm based in Iowa, uh, and I've got season tickets to Iowa State and so forth. So that, um, that to me, that's my team, right? Um, like Jay's UCLA probably, right? So, um, you know, I, Iowa State's my team. So I, I got talking with the We Will Collective about putting together, you know, some sort of golf products where the fan base could purchase and we contribute back to the collective and they can use that money then for collegiate athletes, right? Um, you know, through the NIL, like you're talking about. So that conversation evolved into actually doing official Pantone color golf balls of the school. So Iowa State is cardinal and gold. It's kind of a red and yellow. Um, so we have a red ball that's got yellow markings on it. That's the official red color. We have a yellow ball that's the official yellow with the red markings. And then we obviously want to continue to have a white ball. But what we did on the white ball is we put red and yellow as the markings instead of the black. That's a traditional you know, golf ball marker. So we have our sniper logo in the official red on both sides with the, with the number. And then the putting line is yellow with two red stripes on it. So that's what we did. That led to a conversation with the University of South Carolina. And we are doing the same thing with them where we have a garnet colored golf ball with white and black on it. And then a white golf ball with um, garnet and black, uh, both on the, on the white. So fan bases can now play tour level quality golf balls and know that when they purchase them, that we are donating a percentage back of every dozen. Uh, we've created golf gloves specifically with the collective's logos on them. Um, so the golf gloves, when uh, people buy those, we also contribute back. And then we also developed a, um, an actual full, I guess, golf apparel line stuff with hats and polos and golf towels and things like that. So any of the apparel golf balls or golf gloves that are purchased from us through these collectives, um, you know, product lines we donate percentages of each one of those back to the collectives so it's it's been really cool um you know to write those checks the last couple of months as this has started to you know kick in and we've talked to um a few other nil um i guess collective organizations from i think maybe four or five different other 
uh, schools that maybe this year decide to do the same thing. Um, and my philosophy was pretty simple. It's if these collectives are trying to raise money, one of the better ways to do that without having the average consumer spend extra is the stuff they use in their normal aspects of life somehow contribute back to that collective. They're really not spending more money. So if they buy my golf balls to go play around a golf, they're supporting their, their school where if they buy a different brand, they're still going to play golf, but that they're not getting anything donated back. If that makes sense. No, it's a, it's a great program. It all started with the Faraday troops first thing with a, 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 every dozen sold a dollar, you know, donated to what David's doing with the, our heroes. And Clint, you also have some colored golf gloves that I, so when I was a kid, there were colored golf gloves all the time. They were red, they were yellow, yeah. they were green, black. It's super cool. Yeah, it is. I, um, I, I got a, a sample of a black one in last uh, summer and I played with it and I really kind of started to like it because it, my golf shoes happened to be black. So by wearing the black golf gloves, if I had, you know, a shirt on that had some black in it, all of a sudden black hat and I've got a pretty, you matched, outfit. you matched. Yeah. How'd and, that and happen? Yeah. And white wouldn't look, you know, quite as, as good with it. And then on another day, <laughs> if I'm wearing a white hat and a white polo shirt, I can go on and, and wear my gloves. So I'm like, you know what? I, we better start having a couple different colors of, of golf gloves. Wait a and, second though. This was our, this was our excuse to never have to match to play golf. You could wear checks and stripes and poker. That's, we've been doing that for years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and, uh, you know, there's more colors we could add, um, you know, but I, you know, blues and reds and things like that. Um, you know, they're cool. The, the only part about trying to do, you know, a hundred of these at the same time is, you know, how do you know who's going to buy what from an inventory perspective and, and uh, having a couple of these colors has been the, the safe way to go. But I, for some reason, every time I go play, I wear a black glove now and it's, I never would have dreamt that 12 months ago. Clint, we'll wrap it up with this. Best way for people to look at your merchandise or maybe get a hold of you at Sniper Golf. Uh, yeah, the uh, email is the Sniper Brand, so T-H-E, Sniper Brand, at Gmail. Um, so that's an easy way to, um, you know, reach out with questions or anything like that. Our website is um, SniperGolfBalls.com. That's easy to remember, um, you know, SniperGolfBalls.com. And if you go to that website, all of our social stuff, um, you know, is on there. Uh, you know, TikTok, we're Sniper Golf. And, um, you know, we're, um, we're on all of the platforms, Facebook and, and Instagram and things with links on that website. So the easiest way to find us is just an easy thing to remember, SniperGolfBalls.com. Absolutely. And Titleist and Taylor may better be looking out, Clint, that we got a golf ball company coming out of Iowa, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, the good news and the bad news <laughs> is uh, there's nobody else in Iowa that's stupid enough to do this, right? <laughs> 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 you know, but it's it's been fun, and, and uh, you know, I think we've got a product that stands up to pretty much anything that's out there and uh, would welcome other people giving it a shot. Clint, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you, guys. That's Clint Peters, owner-CEO of Sniper Golf, and this is Golf with Jay Delsing coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. Remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the metropolitan St. Louis area, 
People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just want to do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs. Hey, St. Louis, Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Okay, so you know Marcone is the largest distributor of GE parts in North America. Check. You know about their support for backstoppers, first responders, and our men and women in the military. Check that also. Well, here's their latest community venture. It's called Rees Across America. This year, Marcone will place 1,000 Christmas wreaths on the grave sites of our fallen military heroes in 10 different cemeteries around the country. From Dallas to Delaware, Western New York to Houston, New Jersey to right here at Jefferson Barracks. Each of these locations and more will have wreaths delivered and respectfully placed on a gravesite. Remember the fallen, honor those who serve, and teach the next generation the value of freedom. That's the mission of the Wreaths Across America program. So join the Golf with Jay Delsing show and Marcone and sponsor a wreath volunteer or partner with us to support our military. Saturday, December 16th is National Reese Across America Day. So get involved. That's Marcone and Reese Across America. Hi, this is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par three course, the indoor trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business that's been helping our community for over 200 years. In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting-edge products to deliver the highest quality and property and casualty coverage, as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you. That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs. 
Hope with Jay Delsing rolls on on a Sunday morning on 101 ESPN. We just wrapped up our visit with Clint Peters, the owner, CEO of Sniper Golf. Coming up a little later, Nathan Carnes. I can see him outside our window. He'll be with us in studio, director of golf at Winghaven and currently the national secretary of the PGA of America. All right, uh, Jay Bird, let's start with Clint Peters. What stood out in our visit with him? Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting how the NIL, even though Danny, that's not necessarily going for golf, leave it to golf to figure out another way to raise money and to try to, to, to try to subsidize some of the other sports. And, and I thought that was really cool. So University of South Carolina is already in the fold. We've got Iowa State in the fold. I know Arizona State um, has, has had some conversations with them. So I was, I was a little surprised, to be yeah. quite honest. But not really. I mean, the game is a societal powerhouse. It raises money all sorts of different ways. We were talking about the top moments that we wanted to get into from a year ago. We didn't have a, uh, a situation in which we were able on the show to go like one through 10, but I'm going to throw some of these things out at you. We, we talked about this, but I'll start with this. Tiger has announced he's going to play once a month. That's huge news for golf fans across the world. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, think about that. We could have a show every single week. On Tiger, absolutely. I mean, if he why plays, do you think I brought it up? I know. I just love it. I just, <laughs> I just, and I just love watching him, Danny. And I just, you know, we were we were talking last segment about his son, and I mean, I just, I just think it's fantastic. It's great for the game, and I, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to see the difference between early Tiger in the 2024 season, and then what it's like after the. The Masters is going to be interesting, but the Masters is by far and away going to be the hardest golf course he has to walk all year. And I'd much prefer that to have been at the end of the year so he'd have a little time to build up, but he doesn't. So I'm really interested. One of our visits this past year was with Barbara Nicholas, and we got into the Play Yellow initiative, something that we did locally here, and I know it's something you're very proud of. Oh, Danny, and thank you again so much for emceeing that thing. I remember Melissa and her team looking at me and like, how does he do that? You had to call off, and, and I'm an exaggerator. I'm an exaggerator by nature. Okay, so how many names do you think you called off? Oh, those we were prizes? a lot. It was a lot. Oh yeah, but it was and fun. You did it with such calm, and you're like, we've got Joe, and we've got Lucy, and and, and everybody's running around, and they're like, how does he do that? I'm like, the dude's a pro. But 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 how about those three special girls, Zoe, Tian? And Lily, how about those girls? And we got to walk around with them, and the 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 hospital has directly uh, and Children's Miracle Network has directly contributed to some of their care. And to see those girls and their families doing so well out of Top Golf, it just makes you it just makes your heart swell. One of my favorite visits we had, and we've had some really big name guests, but I, I just thought he was great. He was down to earth and uh, is kind of the everyman that made it and has done great things. But that's Michael Block and what he offers to golf. My, my Probably my biggest on-course highlight of the year was him making that hole-in-one on 15 at Oak Hill with Roy. I mean, how could you script anything? D Danny, that's a movie. You know, and I loved what Michael, I'll never forget this because Michael and I become friends and we're texting and everything. And I, I sent him a text the other day and I said, you know how texting slang is. I'm like, I'm still laughing at the fact that you played 18 holes of golf with Rory and didn't look him in the eye till the 14th tee. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, I looked at his shoes all day. I couldn't do it. It was too intimidating. I love it. I thought that was great. On a negative side, it still was fun to watch, but I know you were really disappointed. I was too in the Ryder Cup and how the Americans fared at the Ryder Cup this 
this year. Hopefully we took we got to learn, Danny. We we came we came out so flat the first day. Nobody had played. One person had played in a tournament in the prior five and a half weeks to the to the run up for the Ryder Cup, and we got smoked. And it all happened the first day. After the first day, it was pretty much dead even. And and um, it just it just shows you. The other thing is, I am so excited to watch Adberg play. I cannot wait to watch this kid play and see what he does. I don't know his game well. I remember watching it at the Ryder Cup, but he was the number one amateur in the world for two years. He played at Texas Tech. He PGA Tour University, he was the number one. So he, he already had a year under his belt, and he's won what, three times? Three times already. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Locally, a big story, as it is every September, the Ascension Charity Classic. You competed in that. Steve Flesh shoots a course record. That was fun. That it was, was fun it, to see. It, it was really fun. It was great to have Fleshy on the on the show uh, after he won. Talked about w- winning with his son Griffin on the bag and how he's thinking on the back nine like, oh, man, if I could, I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to do that. And, and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to get back to, you know, hitting shots. And so um, – yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty candid of him. Also, Danny, you know how he kind of let us inside his head a little bit and some of the crazy thoughts that run through there, even when you're leading the golf tournament. And I think, Danny, how about this? You're in contention, and you start off Sunday's round seven under after seven. Pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, you're knocking him down, man. <laughs> that was unbelievable how he I, did I, I that. I thought it was a typo. When I did, I, too. I was like, he did What? I was following you, and then I was following the leaderboard, and I just kept seeing the numbers go lower, lower, I know, lower, I know, lower. I know, I know. It was amazing. Yeah. It really was amazing. Crazy. And the Ascension Charity Classic put on another great event, and the corporate people here in St. Louis stepped up again. No, they absolutely did. So proud. So, you know, you and I are both ambassadors for the event, and it's um, it's just it's just fantastic for North County, which is certainly important to both of us and um you know, this is going to be the last year for Ascension as a title sponsor. And we're out, you know, talking to Matt Horner worldwide. We're talking to Ron, uh, Ron Kay at Stiefel. And we got we to gotta get someone to step up in the community and keep this thing going and, and keep raising money. Don't want to forget about the ladies because Nellie uh, Corda is always putting up big numbers yep. and tournaments and winning and one of the great swings in the game of golf. Love it. I love, I love what, you know, we, we probably were remiss in not talking about her and her dad, Peter, in the, the, they call it the father son. It's, it's the yeah. father child tournament. Annika Sorenstam played with her son. Oh, and, and she's going to come on the show. We were talking to her husband, Mike, and he's, uh, hell, we ought to get her son on the show, too. Did you see the way that, he can that hit 12 him. year old, he's a little lefty. Did you he's see just his, great. When his interview took place and he had tears in his eyes because he got the chance to play with mom. I, I, I thought that was so cool. Unbelievable. I can't even imagine how you'd be able to draw it back after watching your son, you know, our daughter get up there and hit it. That's really super cool. I know that you kept it together for the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations. You went into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. It was about a month ago, a little over a month ago. Why did you have to say I kept it together? You know I didn't keep it together. I well, was a babbling. No, I did Okay, so let's talk about the bet you had with our buddy Joe. <laughs> the over and under <laughs> on me crying. 90 seconds. In the middle of my speech was 90 seconds. And I took the under. Wow. <laughs> Man, guess what? He won. Yeah, I did. I could. I just lost it. I couldn't. I don't. Oh, that was that was. When I saw my buddy Pearly get up there and, and and the video start crying, I lost it. Yeah, I was like, I need a, I need like a thirty second timeout or. Uh, anyway, it was a huge honor. I thank um, 
Byron in the, the entire Missouri uh, Sports Hall of Fame for that honor. It's just special. Sticking with uh, the ladies, as we did before, but visitation, and I have a connection to that. My daughter is on that team, but really proud of the way that the team came together in high school golf because they beat a powerhouse in St. Joe's. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Your daughter, your daughter Avery McLaughlin, uh, anchored that team. She brought it home. Last group, she's uh, experienced her third All-State uh, of the uh, All-State in the state of Missouri honor. She was also player of the year in our uh, section. And, um, you know, she's got a, just a bright future. And, yeah, Viz, you know, Carol Frum with Coach Fro and that 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 group over at St. Joe has uh, been a powerhouse. And Absolutely. For, for Julie and the team to come over there and knock them off. And um, they were on our UHY uh, prep series, our, our very first one, and I was uh, excited to to get to talk to the girls. And your daughter, Avery, I don't know where she probably gets it from Libby. She's a pro in front of that microphone. She definitely is getting it from Libby and her golf game. <laughs> there was a couple of guys at one majors that kind of came from nowhere a little yeah. bit, but Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon. Yeah, absolutely. And and props to you because we, um, and we'll probably get into that a little bit this year, but you nailed Brian Harmon out of nowhere to win the open championship at 2,500. What was 25,000, whatever it was ridiculous odds. And he won from start to finish and he tore it up. And Wyndham Clark, another great story. Uh, he went, uh, uh, at Los Angeles country club and just, that golf course can just hammer you. And we watched Dustin Johnson get close and fall away. And Ricky Fowler was right there. And Wyndham Clark outlasted them all. And it's really great to see. So probably the biggest story, we talked about it in our open, but John Rahm jumps to live. Yeah. There had been rumors of it. Yeah. A lot of people thought, no, there's no way this is going to happen. It sure did. Nearly $600 million got him to go to live. The frustrating part for me, Jay, and I, I don't blame anybody for taking the money. Right. You get offered $600 million, What are you going to do? You, know, you, you take the money. But right. when, you, when you say, well, I'm, I'm trying to grow the game of golf, it's so surface level of just nonsense. You're taking the money, and it's okay. Just take the money. Because you're not yeah. growing it because you're not being seen by anybody on the WB. Of course not. And Fred Couples had a great response that we – I think I called you as soon as I woke up, I, and or you called me. I think you called me. You're like, did you see what Fred said? And I'm like, yeah. Fred's like, I want to see someone go over there for free. <laughs> I want to see someone going over there because the innovation wasn't important at $100 million. The innovation didn't matter at $300 million. The innovation still didn't – log in at 400 million but at 560 now all of a sudden it's the innovation come on yeah we all know it's the money so we're going to visit with nathan carnes and i'm sure we'll get into that he is the national secretary of the pga of america we'll talk about live the difference between the tour and the pga of america rollback of the golf ball growth of the game pga frisco the Ryder cup all that is coming up on golf with jay delsing WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN is driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the lifetime warranty and 30-day return. This is Jay Delsing coming to you from the Car Shields Golf Studios. I hope you'll join me Sunday mornings from 8 to 10 for Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. That's Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday morning on 101 ESPN. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make, 
and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Manos. From greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family, Paul Manos is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Manos located in Chesterfield. I want to welcome Redbird Heating and Cooling to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You can reach them at 314-320-9507 or on the website redbirdhvac.com. CEOs Jed Dickinson and Jerry Pearson run the area's most responsive and dedicated heating and cooling company that's been conscientiously supporting the St. Louis area for the last decade. Just last month, when my air conditioner stopped working, Jed and his team were at my home at 7 a.m. to replace one unit and then repair the other. Your money, like it's our money, was Jed's statement to me, and the repairs for Unit 2 was less than $200. If you want to work with a family-owned business that you can trust, then call 314-320-9507 or visit them at redbirdhvac.com. That's redbirdhvac.com. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. Hey, this is Jay Delsing, and we golfers are always looking for ways to improve our games. For me, that means I want the very best and the very latest in equipment and in technology. The place for me is Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood. Tom DeGrand opened Pro-Am Golf Center in 1975, and ever since then, he and his family have provided St. Louis with the finest in golf equipment, instruction, and the latest in the ever-changing world of golf technology. Whether you are a scratch golfer looking to find the latest in range finders, or a newcomer looking to find your first set of clubs, Pro-Am Golf has just what you're looking for. You say you're looking to get yourself custom fitted for a new set of clubs, you need to call TJ. He has fit me personally and he is the best in town. If you mention my name, CJ will take 50% off the already low fitting price. So if you need anything from golf balls to a new pair of shoes or a lesson from Tom, who by the way, has been helping St. Louisans play better golf for over 45 years, Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood is the place for you. You can also visit them at ProAmUSA.com. That's Pro-Am Golf. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're halfway home and it's time to make the turn. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. Golf with Jay Delsing rolls on on a Sunday morning on 101 ESPN as we come to you from the Car Shield Studios and we're presented by 
Darty Business Solutions. With Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin in studio with us. Director of Golf at Winghaven, Nathan Carnes, and currently the National Secretary of the PGA of America. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Good morning, and thank you. That's a big responsibility. I mean, that title, National wow. Secretary of the PGA of America, that's a big deal. Well, you know, it's what's amazing is it's it's been a year and two months since the election, and it still really hasn't settled in. <laughs> so it's it's been... Um, you know, even though I'm well into the role of secretary, and if you don't know, you serve once you're elected, you do two years as secretary, two years as vice president, two years as president, two years as honorary past president. So it's an eight year stint as an officer of the PGA of America. The majority is the first six, the last two isn't as much. You kind of get to do the fun stuff, not all the work. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's quite the process, but it really, it, it hasn't, still hasn't sunk in, even though I'm a year into it in terms of, of what it means. And it's quite the honor and I'm excited, but yeah, it's, it's, it's. Congratulations isn't big enough. I mean, no one from our section has ever held national office that I'm aware of. That's I, correct. I, and, and the fact that you're going to be the president of the PGA of America, not that the secretary and the VP isn't yeah. cool. It is super cool. But two years as, as the, the president of the PGA of America is, I mean, it's badass. And, and, and Nathan, in this crazy time in our game, I mean, we've got to stay in touch with you because what, what is unfolding and what is, there's so many questions out there with live with what this all means, but let's start with what you guys are doing. You, you've just rebranded, you've got a new logo. Let's talk a little bit about that. And maybe the difference sure. for the folks that listen for, for the PGA tour and the PGA of America. Yeah, and it is. It, it's we are talking amongst ourselves at the PGA of America how unprecedented these times are. You know, we are dealing with things that no officer corps has ever had to deal with. Maybe even, you know, pre like 1968 is when the PGA Tour PGA of America split because it used to be under one umbrella. But but we did. We launched a uh, a branding campaign last year because of what was unfolding with our friends at the PGA Tour who are great partners. And this potential merger with with Live Golf through the the public investment fund or PIF, um, there was a confusion in the marketplace. Even you had you had national broadcast news um, on TV that was talking about this merger, but it had our logo in the background. So that's where it started for us, June sixth uh, last year. And we would get calls. I got hate mail myself personally. So did our president John Lindert, our CEO Seth Waugh, our vice president Don Ray, of of people unhappy with us merging with with this group. Uh, um, but again, it's not us. That's a PJ tour, um, and very different organization. And again, a partner of ours. So we said, okay, we've had this confusion for many years on the PJ tour versus PJ of America. Maybe it's time to rebrand a little bit. So we did, we started with some commercials that, that aired around the Ryder cup. Our slogan was, we love this game. Michael block was on it. Some other people, we changed our logo to try to different, differentiate ourselves from the tour, nothing against the tour, but just try to better educate the the community on who we are as the PGA of America. And that would be the the organization that number one supports the 30,000 golf professionals throughout the country that manage golf courses, golf shops, they teach, they promote the game. Um, and we do this a lot through, you know, our two major assets are the PGA Championship and the Ryder Cup. That's kind of what drives our engine to be able to, for us to do all the programs for the golf professionals throughout the country. National Secretary of the PGA of America, describe your job. What is it like day to day? So day to day, well, so I technically have two jobs. I still manage or I still maintain my current job here in the Gateway section in St. Louis managing Winghaven Country Club. 
my job with the PJ of America as secretary is you're in charge. You're in charge of certain things in each chair that you sit in. So I'm in charge of membership matters. So we have a board of control, which is kind of like our, our, our court for members that either have an issue with getting their continuing education or membership or need assistance or help, or maybe some people that, that violate some of our bylaws that has to be addressed. So I manage that process. I manage membership numbers. So anything membership related, education, our professional development requirements, um, the number of members, uh, associates getting recruitment into the golf industry, um, anything that has to do with, again, the, the membership side. And then when I transition to vice president, vice president is charged of budget and financials. Oh, I have a lot of fun idea. with that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But Nathan, that's right, let's right. talk a little bit about associates. It's falling yeah. under your, your umbrella now. I mean, there's, there's some really great things going on. Yeah, we actually, for last year, we, so the PJ of America, total number of members plus associates. So associates are people that are getting into the golf industry that want to become a PJ member. We've always, we've been hovering around 23, 24,000 members and a few thousand associates. So call it, you've seen commercials, maybe 28,000 strong, 29,000. Uh, we've saw more of a growth last year in our associates since we've seen in, in 20 years. So we're actually, we just surpassed 30,000 total PGA golf professionals, which is about call it 24, 25,000 members and another four to 5,000 associates that want to become members, which, which is great news because our numbers were going down for a few years and there's a lot of jobs. You know, there's about 10,000 facilities throughout in the country that employ PGA members and we're going to have a lot of people retiring in the coming years. So we need more people coming up the ranks to replace these people to manage these operations and teach and promote the game. You mentioned at one point you will be the president. Has that resonated with you, the responsibility that has the, the president of you know, the PGA of America. Yeah, no, it, it really hasn't. And um, I am thinking about it more just because of how quick the first year went. It, it's going to be here before I know it. And and, I, and I'm not ready, right? I think that's why you have certain duties. You're two years as secretary. You have certain duties. You're two years as vice president. Um, it hasn't resonated. It hasn't sunk in. You know, I can, I, you know, I can say out loud that I will be the 45th president of the PGA and PGA started in 1916. So 2027, 2028. That's amazing. It is, but it hasn't sunk in. And (laughs) Jay Jay mentioned it earlier. It's kind of cool. It is cool to be the first. So there was a guy, there was a gentleman named Jerry Ray who, who ran for this back in the nineties twice and he didn't win. Uh, but the gateway section has been around since 1976, and I was only the second person ever to run for national office because it is a big commitment. It's a commitment from your family first, your facility, because um, you're gone a lot. You know, I traveled 115 days last year, and that was light. Like, I could have done wow. a lot more, but I tried to balance it. Um, so it is kind of, it's very cool. Nathan's not going to, gonna, I'm interrupting. Nathan's <laughs> not going to say this, but he absolutely wiped the floor with all the competition, so much so that before the numbers were, you, you had nobody opposing you, correct? They, they, yeah, yes. I mean, that's yeah. a lot yeah. of Delsing speak in there, but Danny, I'm just, tell, <laughs> I'm just yeah. telling you, I, I can remember when I when we were doing your pro am, and it was yeah. all but it was all but done already. I, I announced it that night. Yeah. yeah, it was it was an interesting year, 2022. So you you basically you campaign all. It's a campaign, um, and in each section, there's 41 sections of the PJ of America. Each has two votes. All your board members, the national board, there's 22 members. They each have a vote, and all your living past presidents, about 15, have a vote. So there's a call it 110 votes, and you basically fight all year for these votes. And when a section is going to support you, they give you a letter of support, which is two votes. And 
you know, we, we wanted, there was three candidates that year and we wanted, uh, we wanted 15 letters by the annual meeting in November and it just, it couldn't have gone better. We had 15 letters by May 1st, so much to where one of the candidates did decide to, to throw in the towel and, um, and the other, and the other one, the other <laughs> one did in September, which has never yeah. happened. And right. so much to where I, you know, I didn't really know what to do, um, because you, it just hasn't happened that way before. You got some phenomenal support from the membership at, at Winghaven. We got to talk, we got to give them props yeah. because they, they've just been the, the goal. I think for, for me, Nathan, it just reinforces the golf community and, and, and how cool it, it is. It is. Yeah. Winghaven country club is a wonderful place because of the members and the staff. Um, I mean, the, don't get me wrong. The golf course is great. The community is great, but you know, I, I started at Winghaven in May of 2004. And the reason I'm still there is because of the members. Um, they're just good people. And they've always been very supportive of everything we've done, any fundraiser, any program, any, you know, situation where we raise money for a staff member in need or something in the community, they've always gone ab- above and beyond. And, and what they did for me through this campaign was, was unbelievable. I mean, they, early on the, the campaigns are, there's a financial commitment to it. And a group of members early on that year said, we're going to handle the money. You know, you focus on the campaign, which was unbelievable. So my, it's kind of a funny story because then they came in my office the next week after they committed to doing that. And they said, Hey, Nathan, we forgot to ask you how much money do we need? <laughs> <laughs> so they came back in and, uh, you know, we figured out a plan and it was cool. We they actually, they raised so much money for me that we had about $10,000 in surplus at the end of the year. And we donated it to a lot of candidates. If they don't win, but they come close, they run again in two years. So we agreed early on that if I didn't win, but came close, I would have a nest egg to run again if I wanted to. Or if, if we were successful, we would donate it to, we donated it to PJ Reach Gateway, which is the local charity for wow. the Gateway section. That's phenomenal. Nathan Carnes is our guest, and he's in studio, Director of Golf at Winghaven, as he mentioned, currently the National Secretary of the PGA of America. In the news, obviously, there's a bunch, as Jay mentioned, a lot of news. But what about the rollback of the golf ball, which we're going to see here in, what, four or five years, and how that's affected your job and for the average golfer out there that's listening right now? Yeah, the, I mean, so it's a complicated topic, and I think that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different opinions on the rollback of whether it's right or wrong, or is it the right time, should it happen, should it not, and there's good arguments on both sides. You know, at the, at the PGA of America, you know, we're not, there's a few things that are kind of underneath that rollback. Number one is we don't like the idea of bifurcation, which would be adopting two sets of rules, having one rule for amateurs, one rule for professionals. Uh, and I think, and we meet too, in my role, we meet with all the, the PGAs from around the world, around the globe, and, and nobody's really in favor of bifurcation. But some of the PGAs might be in favor of a rollback at some, at some point. Um, so again, you know, bi- bifurcation, we're not a fan of. We're also, there's been such a growth in golf since the pandemic, and it's in a good place, and it's fun, and it's inviting to family, and of all ages, and of all genders, and of all levels, and anything that's going to make golf more difficult, we're not in favor of. So if that golf ball getting rolled back to where your average golfer is now hitting a seven iron instead of a nine, we're not in favor of. The good news is, is what the USGA just came out with about 30 days ago is significantly better than what it was a year ago. You know, they reduced the club head speed, they reduced some of the stuff to where now your average golfer at a very high level, you know, if you assume they, they took the club head speed to 125 miles per hour from 127 or 29. Um, so again, if Your average golfer, 
assuming they swing at 125 miles per hour and assuming it's a center face hit, it's going to affect your average tour player 10 to 12 yards, your average male golfer, your average country club, public golf course, your average male golfer, three to five yards, and your average female golfer, one to three yards. That's really not much. Also knowing that about 30% of the golf balls, actually 35% of the golf balls currently in play in the market meet these requirements. So your average golfer, it's not going to have that much of an impact, um, but it will have an impact on some for sure. But I hope that there's still going to be more conversations on if it's going to affect the tour players only 10 to 12 yards, then what's the point? Because a lot of these courses that they're concerned about are reasons. I was reasons, just thinking that 10 to 12 yards. There's going to be, there's gonna be played and, and there's set up and different things. So what, what are we really trying to accomplish here is a lot of the questions I get. After Again, a year ago, it was more. It, it was going to affect the tour players by 20 yards and the average golfer 12 yards. Well, that's significant, but now it's not. So now the question is, is okay, what's it really solving? Um, and, you know, Jay, you'd be a great person to talk more about that from your level of play and now seeing it side of more like the, some of the, the golfers in the St. Louis community and what they're trying to do. Like, what's it really going to solve if that ball rolls back that, that small amount? It's not really going to solve much. I mean, there's a couple of things that come to mind, Nathan. We've never experienced this kind of boom in golf. We've never had this many people. Clubs are full, and golf is just soaring. It seems so tone deaf to me that we do anything right now, especially to make it harder for for the average guy. But when I start thinking about your guys, the guys that are in the trenches, it, it just presents almost nightmarish um uh, time requirements for guys to try to explain what really might not even be significant to, because the biggest thing that you said there about describing this is the on center hit. One of the things that make the tour player better than that, we, we hit it in the middle more often. That's just all there is to it. We still foul balls off, but the average, you know, what is the average handicap? I think 20, 22, somewhere in there. How many center hits is, an, is a 22 handicap going to get in a round where he or she sh- shoots 95? You know? Yeah, not, yeah, not many, right? And no. so, again, I think it's, there's just, there's a lot of layers to it. So, I'll take it to another level. So, we, in PJ of America, you know, we have 30,000 golf professionals that most of them, manage golf operations at green grass golf courses, right? They don't just, you know, maybe that might work in different, you know, we have sales reps, we have all sorts of different people, but most of our members manage golf operations. So imagine you're managing that operation now and you have a situation where you, let's say you have a dozen very high level kids pay, playing in college level and they want to make it on the tour you don't have the golf ball for them you know how are you going to manage like the little things nobody thinks about range balls like are you are these balls going to be in play on your range in that two-year period where in transitions you're going to have some that are conforming some that are not what if these kids want to practice specifically with that ball you don't offer it are they going to go to another course are they going to go to change their membership status or what if you know how are you going to manage it too in this transition period too if like you have members, some of them are playing this ball in competition, some are not. How are you going to manage that? How are you going to monitor that? So I'm anxious to see how this rollout comes in terms of that 2028 for professionals, 2030 for amateurs, like how they're going to roll that out to where it's cleaner and easier for the operators. What about live? How, how has that affected the PGA of America? Well, it's um, obviously right now it's affecting the tour 
a lot more day what about in and day in your, out. In your but situation? in our yeah. world, so it started for us with purses. So at the PGA of America, our two biggest assets are the PGA Championship. We own one of the four majors. And then the Ryder Cup. Now, Ryder Cup kind of put that to the side for a second because there's no purse. But the first impact that Liv had on us was through purses because there was this immediate purse race. There was this immediate question of, you know, you have to be relevant and raise your purse. And for us, the way I can simply put it, for us to take our PGA Championship purse from, call it 16 million to 18 million, which we did, um, we have to find that 2 million. Like we have a reserve fund, which is great, but it, we really try to leave it there. So we have to somehow find that money, whether it's through sponsors or pull programming for our members to try and fund that. It's a difficult balance um, for us on the purses. So that's the first way it affected us. The bigger way that it's could potentially affect us is through the Ryder Cup. You know, it, 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 there's, there's a lot to the Ryder Cup, which your average golfer doesn't quite understand, and that the Ryder Cup is, is owned by the PGA of America, but we only own 100% of it when it's held domestically. When it's held in Europe, which it was last fall in, in Rome at Marco Simone, um, there's a three-way partnership over there that owns the Ryder Cup. Uh, 60% of that is the DP World Tour, which will fall underneath this new for-profit entity uh, if the merger goes through. So long story short, if this merger goes through, the majority of the Ryder Cup when it's in Europe is going to be owned by this new co. So it's going to kind of force the PJ of America to somehow uh, be a partner, not a partner, that's not the right word, but we're going to be working with them because we own it when it's here. So there's a it's a obviously it's a massive worldwide sporting event, but there's a lot of collaboration between Ryder Cup Europe, Ryder Cup USA. We're partners, huge partners, and we will be partners um, even more so through this NUCO if it goes through. So it'll be interesting. It's on our radar. We're doing a lot of strategizing into what does that mean, right? So, you know, we have a great relationship with the tour. The tour does not have a good relationship with PIF, so it's been very competitive. So if this merger goes through, and what if they say, hey, we want to own all the Ryder Cup? Are they going to call us and they're going to be our friend? Or are they going to be combative in that conversation? So we're trying to place those scenarios. Or are they just going to leave it alone? Are they going to focus on, okay, we've got this new co that's for profit. We've got the nonprofit. We've got the European side of the Ryder Cup. We're happy. I don't know. Uh, but then again, we've also got the PJ Championship. So they don't have a major. They won't have a major. So I, I don't know. I mean, you have to think. I think that's one thing that um, is very new for me in the last year is this is the type of stuff. You know, I used to, to worry about a lot different things <laughs> than what, what I worry about now that, that being involved with the PGF America the way I am. It's so a lot, man. It is. It's it is a, a lot. lot. It's unprecedented stuff too, right? You know, and again, so now you've, now you've got new stuff going on where you've got this idea of private equity getting, getting injected into the tour. Um, so I, I do believe, now this is Nathan Carnes' opinion, I'm not speaking on behalf of the PGA of America right now, but I think in some way, shape, or form, the PGA of America is going to be, it, they're going to be interested in us in some way, shape, or form through partnerships, through, you know, maybe enhancing relationships or something, because we do, we, we have 30,000 soldiers, so to speak, boots on the ground, promoting golf, growing golf throughout the, in a, in a, in a booming industry right now, we have two of the best assets in the global golf scene with PJ championship and the Ryder cup. 
Um, so we, we are definitely, I would say, you know, they're going to be interested in us in some way, shape, or form, I think. My opinion, I think that's a great point, Nathan. And I was just thinking, you know, this, first of all, this, the framework agreement that happened on June 6th is a perfect time for the PGA of America to change its logoing because it's not that you needed to distance yourself from the PGA Tour, but you needed to distinguish. People needed to understand because, Danny, they say, how many times when you and I are out having lunch or dinner or anything, Danny, do people go, well, the PGA, and they and we both look at each other because they're talking Never about say PGA of America. They're talking about yeah. PGA yeah. Tour. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about PGA Tour, and then, but but Nathan, doesn't it make sense for there to be almost this additional merger? Or, you know, like you said, 1968, we were all one entity. That's right. And then Dean, Dean, Be- Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, and those guys got yep. Dean Beeman to be the commissioner. We broke away. You guys took the Ryder Cup. The PGA Tour was formed. But it doesn't seem to make sense to have two completely separate entities when you guys are the soldiers, like you said, and your boots are on the ground, and you guys are in the trenches. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. And then as more and more of these things become entwined, I don't know if there, it means, I, I mean, it looks like there's an opportunity for a conversation at yeah, least. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that as much as I try to, you know, I, I know how a lot of the members that I serve feel about certain components of this merger and, and what the concerns are. But if you take that emotional part of it out of it with, with the, the, the PIF money and the, the controversy there, I'll just put it that way. Um, it does make sense, right? I mean, when you look at the PJ Tour and the PJ of America, what we do and what they do, it's very different. But if, again, take the whole PIF thing out of it. If there was a way to combine those, I don't want to say entities, but those resources to be able to promote professional golf, the best of the best, the elite golfers, the, the green grass golf, the, the community promotions, the, all the charitable. What nobody talks about is all the charity work that both the PJ of America and the PJ Tour do. It's unbelievable. You're hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in charity work in communities, not just at events, but through all the local programs. Like it's, it's, if there's a way to, to somehow combine those resources together, there's definitely something there. Can that- I stop you just briefly? When <clears throat> we talk about this all the time, and it's something that I'm so proud of. Every single Monday, and I don't know what Winghaven situation is like, but when I was growing up and we were caddying and working in the back room at Norwood, every single Monday we had – a charity event. It was for somebody's family. It was for, for sickle cell. Danny Mack, Danny, you've had a tournament and you should be so proud of this. Last year raised over $500,000 for special need kids in a one day deal. But Nathan, that's happening all across our city. Yeah. And we don't, those, those numbers don't even get quantified in the mm-hmm. game. We talk about the PGA tour generating all this money more than the NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB combined. But if you actually were to put the whole effective charitable raise, we're talking about probably half a billion dollars a year. Easy. Yeah. E- easy. Never gets talked about. And, and I, I hate that the fact that we don't market that or just at least, Bring it up, and I'm, I'm sure people are sick of hearing me talk about it on the show, but it's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nathan Carnes is our guest, the director of golf at Winghaven, currently the national secretary of the PGA of America. We have uh, PGA Frisco is, uh, you know, relocating offices, so to speak, PGA of America. This has turned into a massive complex. If you love golf, I would assume you got to go down there. Yeah, you have to. you got to put it on your list for sure. It, it is a great um, – 
it's a great place to experience so much. Um, it, it, I mean, it's a, it's a campus of golf. It really is. So, you know, our headquarters have been in Florida for for many years, and it is just that. It's a headquarter building. It's office space. It's where people work, which is it's, obviously that's very important not to downplay it. But PJ Frisco, uh, it's, so it's 30 minutes north of downtown Dallas in Frisco, Texas. It's a massive partnership between Omni Resorts and the city of Frisco and the PJ of America. So you have a, a brand new Omni Resort on campus that is their largest asset. Uh, Omni spent more money on that resort than any one of their other resorts so far. You've got the new PJ of America headquarter building, which is an unbelievable property. Two 18-hole golf courses. Uh, Gil Hands and Bo Welling did a golf course. The East Course, the championship course, hosted the senior PJ last May. It's going to host the PGA Championship uh, in 2027. Um, and, and it's going to host all of our, it's basically all of the PGA of America's tournaments it has on the calendar other than the Ryder Cup for right now. You have in the middle of this, this complex, a place called the District, which has a big jumbotron. It's a community area. It's got, I've heard the first, I've heard the second largest putting green in North America. We're trying to figure that out. It's huge. They always have like three or four nine hole courses set up on it. It's free for the community. You've got next to that a 10 hole lit par three golf course. Um, you've got shops, restaurants, you've got, it's just, I was actually there last week. I took, we took the that kids so down, cool. we took the kids amazing. down to the cotton bowl and we stayed there and we hung out on, I guess it would have been the 30th and the place was packed with people just putting, playing the short course. If you can play the big golf course, uh, but it's, it's unbelievable. It is a golf campus. Um, and it's definitely one to, to visit, uh, especially if you're one to take some golf trips. Again, the resort's first class, and golf courses are really, really good. Nathan, are you going to have to move to – are you going to be able to headquarter here and just travel, or especially as you become, you know, the president and things like that? Yeah, so I don't have any – I don't have to move anywhere uh, technically for the, for the eight years. You, you travel to a lot of meetings and functions and events. Uh, I can do that from anywhere. So the vice president lives in Arizona. He stayed there. The president right now is in Michigan. Um, our past president, who just finished his presidency a year ago, Jim Richardson, is a manager out at Riviera, in Southern California. So they all maintain their their residence and just travel, you know, to where they need to go. Um, it's really even if I did live there, I'd be traveling just as much. I mean, I do go there often. I think I went there six times last year to Frisco. Um, but yeah, you can really kind of go, go anywhere. My final question is you're not far away from being the president. So I'm sure, and I don't know if you want to say this publicly, but (laughs) you probably have your own ideas of, of things that I don't think you necessarily want to change, but you want to enhance. Can you give us a little idea of maybe some of the ideas that you may have? You know, what's interesting about your question is I got that question all the time on the campaign year of just that. If you're elected, what do you want to change? What are your ideas? And, you know, I had some ideas about different topics that affect the PGA of America. But one thing that I stood firm on is that I'm not, I don't have an agenda. And I don't have certain things that I want to change. Because I said at the time, times change so quick. This is a long commitment. And the world's going to be, the world was different six months ago. And it's going to be very different six months from now. So I want to be open to be able to listen and adjust with the times. And You're a true that, politician. That I'm is, telling you. That's really good. But, but <laughs> what's amazing is that is, that is held so true this year. Like For sure. Like when I came into office, I thought we had all these priorities. But now between everything we talked about, like this golf ball deal, I downplayed it. It's a big deal. Uh, this whole tour piff, Ryder Cup, it's a big Huge deal. Huge deal. Everything affecting yeah. our association. We have a lot of, not issues, but our golf professionals since the pandemic, 
So here's my answer after I kind of said that oh, so much good. is going to change. Yeah. But our golf professionals since the pandemic have they've never worked longer hours and they've never been more short staffed. So even though we've made some good steps in our associate numbers that we talked about earlier, like our golf professionals are getting just run down. Like any so anything that I can do, whether it's through education awareness or or anything to help improve the lives of our golf professionals would be my number one priority. So we're starting to see a shift of golf professionals getting more like weekends and holidays off or working less hours or getting more support from their owners, hiring more staff, spending the money to invest in their staff, uh, giving more support, more resources to try to take the load off. Because we, even though those numbers look good, there's a lot of people that since the pandemic are like, I can't keep doing this. I'm going to go ahead and retire. I'm going to get out or I'm going to work somewhere where it's 40 hours a week. Well, you know, if we can create jobs in the golf business, even though we're open all day, every day to where you're working 40 hours or 45 hours or whatever that is to make it more attractive. then that's going to be huge, but it, it ties into education compensation. Like we could talk for a long time about ways to make the industry better, to get more golf professionals in it, but stay in it, retain them. You know, it's interesting, Nathan, when I was a kid, they, the, 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 the speak between the head pro and the guys that were the assistants were, are you sure you want to do this? Because whenever there's a fun day, you're working. You know what I mean? It's like you're not, oh, yeah, we're going to have this part. It's at the golf course and you're working. You're not playing. Yeah. You know, and so I, I'm not sure people are aware of that. Yeah. I feel like we get so caught up in the showing up. And expecting, oh, Nathan Staff's got this thing. Oh, you know, we, we see Smitty and the guys over at Norwood uh, every day. There's how many golf, you know, Norwood's a big Mondays, operation. every day. 36 Doesn't holes, matter. the carts, the, the range, you know, and the, their, their balls are flying. And you, and you look at them and they're just there. And, yeah. and, they, and they're there with a smile on their face and their staff is amazing. I know your staff is the same way. It's, it's, a, it's a big ask. It is, and it's and it's hard to always, you know, we we manage a lot of people having fun, right? Yep. And it is fun. Don't get me wrong; it's a it's a great business to be in, and I really enjoy it. But it is hard, and you're always on, you're always smiling, and I just think that everybody they need most facilities, most golf professionals, they need more help. And I when I say help, it could be staff, it could be resources, it could be compensation, it could be time off, somehow to make their lives a little bit better. That is what is most important to me to answer your question, to circle back to it. Sure. That's what I ran on. And I also think the reason I was most, so successful through that campaign is because I am most like 90% of our members. You know, nothing against, there's some great facilities out there, but I'm not at a super high-end place that has unlimited resources. I fought the fight of, of struggling to find staff, compensation, and ownership changes, and all that stuff, which made me a lot more relatable to 90% of the golf professionals out there because I'm kind of, I was viewed as kind of one of them, if that makes yeah, sense. It does. You're impressive. And Very impressive. Thank you for coming in. We appreciate no, I'm it. happy to be here anytime. Yes, we can't, we got to stay in touch. We can't wait to, I mean, I, I think about this, Nathan, we're, we're talking about you're a little over a year in the job and you're going to fast forward to year six Nothing's going to be close to what's going on. No, we're not, we're going to have not, so many answers. Yeah. By Just then. no pandemic, okay? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's not do keep that, that away. Again. Yeah. Well, I think the good news about that is that I think we all learned how to manage the pandemic, so the world won't shut down if if another one. And golf was comes. at the forefront of it. It was yep. great. That was the thing, and it's exploded yeah. because of it. You know what's cool is is the golf with some of the allied organizations. You know they 
the PGA of America actually led the charge a few years ago with the back to play basics because yep. a lot of states like Illinois was awful Nuts. in terms of what, how I mean like 15 minute intervals to, like they literally dictated what golf courses could do on their tee times and their people versus Missouri which where I live St. Charles County had no restrictions no. but here had a lot of restrictions awful. so it's just but the PGA of America led that charge worked with the CMAA the Golf Course Superintendent Association the Allied Associations to try to create these basics back to back to golf basics which I then sent out to all these community leaders and politicians and tried to to get people back on the golf course which helped greatly thank you so much yeah. thanks, thanks for doing it yeah thanks guys that's nathan carnes director of golf at wing haven currently the national secretary of the pga of america and we'll be back with more in just a moment are you driving an out of warranty car it's only a matter of time before your out of warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. This is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center located in Kirkwood. Our motto is play your best golf. We have the best instruction for every skill level. Two female instructors along with our eight PGA instructors. We're there for the kids and the adults who are starting to play and trying to refine their game. Family Golf and Learning Center features a double-decker driving range, grass tees, and a short game area, along with indoor simulators and a performance center. That's not all. Don't forget about our back nine, Bar and Grill. Find out how we can help you and your family. Head to FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, where we make St. Louis better at golf. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, $55,000 to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes 
the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Dirty Business Solutions. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's. From greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family, Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. Hi, this is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Do you remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned, with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the metropolitan St. Louis area, People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just want to do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs. Hey, St. Louis, Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business that's been helping our community for over 200 years. In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting-edge products to deliver the highest quality in property and casualty coverage as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you. That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs.
final segment of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. With Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin, and we're brought to you by Darty Business Solutions, coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. Just had the visit in studio with Nathan Carnes, again, the National Secretary of the PGA of America. He will be the president at some point, and uh, impressive guy, and he's right here in our backyard. How about how thoughtful he is? about his comments. How about how calm he is? Just a great guy. Danny, the first person from our section to ever hold national office. How come this isn't made more news, more of a storyline? I I guess when he becomes the president, it will. But this is a huge name right now in the game of golf. And he's so humble. Danny, he absolutely kicked the hell out of the competition. He absolutely buried him and he's, he's such a humble guy he's he, um you know when we had seth Waugh on who will be his boss you know when when um when he when he's well i guess he's there now and still his boss sure seth had nothing but glowing things to say about nathan and um and uh, you know how respectful he is how thoughtful he is what a, what an asset he is to the team so um I, 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 one thing that I, I want to say too that I, I wanted to give his wife and family a shout out because this whole process of, of Nathan having to do his politicking, for lack of a better word, running for this thing, and, and it, it was not easy. And his wife was a rock star, man. She was there the, the entire time. Uh, his kids are always out at Winghaven and supporting just the game and, 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 and it's, it's so, it's a, it's a family award. It's a family, um, uh, it's a team effort, yeah. and 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 they're they're all involved, and and uh, it's very important to him, even though he's you know extremely humble and uh, and and doesn't say uh, too many things like that. You can email us Jay at jdelsinggolf dot com. That's Jay at jdelsinggolf dot com, and we've gotten some emails. South City Mike, uh, he says I'm a ten handicap. Heard you guys talking about the rollback. Do you truly think it's going to affect a guy that's a ten handicap? I guess it will. As uh, Nathan was talking about. There's no question it will, Mike. It just depends on, like Clint said, what's your swing speed? If you're a, if you're a high swing guy, you're a high speed guy, let's say you swing the club at 100 miles an hour, or, or even if you're one of the rare guys that can swing it over 105 miles an hour, then it's going to have a hell of a lot more effect on you. So without knowing Mike's speed, D, but yes, it's going to affect you. The good news is, Mike, you're not going to have to really even fool with this till 2030. Did it surprise you when Nathan said for the pros, it's only going to be about 10 to 12 yards? Because I thought when they'd roll back this thing, we're talking 20, 30. 30. Yeah, same, Danny. So 10 to 12 yards, I mean, is that that big of a deal? Well, it it begs the question, like, why are we doing this? That's what I mean. So why would you implement this? so uh, So if it's 10 yards of carry on your drive, so the guys that hit it three fifty now are going to hit it three thirty eight. Right. What's the I mean, difference? What's, I, I mean, I don't know. The biggest. I mean, thing, if you're going to do it, you do it. Right. The proof's going to be in the pudding. D. What's it going to look like in the tournaments when these guys are playing the golf course? So the the idea was we want to keep the venues around that are important. Right, so that we can get comparable records from you know way back as far as when to 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 nowadays, and I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like it's significant enough. To pair, we go to Julie J at jdelsinggolf.com. Jay, I'm curious. Love the interview with the sniper gentleman talking about the golf ball. What ball do you play, and why? 
So I've always played a Tylus ball throughout my entire career, but when since I've had this relationship with Quint, well, Danny, you know, we'll go back and forth and play this sniper ball. In fact, I did a lot of testing for him on TrackMan and on the golf course trying to get some feedback, give him some real feedback for, for him, and I, I gave it all. Well, hell, I think I was probably with you most of the time. We gave it a, a hard workout. I also gave you s- several balls for you to play, and the ball performs. It, it, it truly performs. Now, it's never going to get the recognition that the, the big boys get. The budget's not there for marketing and things like that, and the years and years in the business, but it's a, it's a damn good ball. It's affiliated to plenty of different charities. So your purchase is going to go to some charities that, that you might be interested in. And I'll, I'll just be completely frank. 99% of the amateurs that play golf, if I gave them a blank ball and one's a pro V would know the difference. Nope, yeah. Know the difference. They real, really, and truly won't. There's only one area that I found the sniper was slightly different. And it was in this, Oh, Danny, it was like 35 to 70-yard range where I felt like it didn't quite grip as, as well as my Pro V1, but that was it. Off the drive, it was great. The the bunkers, the the little pitch shots around the green that are super, super important, I, it, it's it's there's, there's very little remarkable difference. Do pros worry more about distance or the spin? Or a little bit of combination of it's both. It's a combination of both. I mean, you can't not worry about the distance, but it's more about so they want a ball that performs um, with the with the with their hitting game, but they don't suffer around the greens. Meaning they can still feel like it's soft enough around the greens for them to be able to work it, get it close, chip it close, spin it when you need to out of a bunker. You know that that sort of thing. So that it's a it's a combination. It's definitely a combination of both. This is Amy in St. Charles. I love it. We got the girls. It's fantastic. It's great. And she said she loved the in-studio interview that we had with Nathan Carnes and was curious curious about the Ryder Cup captain in a couple years in New York. Which direction do you guys think that uh, Team USA will go? Great question. Well, we already know. And we've How about talked- Tigre? El Tiger. I was going to say TW. <laughs> I, I, I think that I think that invitation has been laid out at his feet. And I, I will tell you this, and you, and and you know this anyway. Tiger's going to think he can make that team. I was just going to say. I swear to you. Yeah. I swear to you. If you can't, if we had him sitting down right here, and we said, "What do you think?" He's like, "I'm going to make the Ryder Cup team." Sure. Why wouldn't he? The way he competes, Danny. If he gets if he gets six or eight tournaments under his belt, I actually think he's going to start off with a one a month. And I actually think when the weather gets warmer and a little better, I'm yeah. hoping we get oh. to see him more, man. I, yeah. And you Can't know, wait Danny, to see it. he's under two years to uh, to age fifty. That's right. He'll be on the champion store. Oh my gosh! Let's go to Wildwood. This is Stephen J at jdelsingolf.com. Do you guys see anybody else jumping to live after the news of Ram? I think it's a valid question. Great question. I, I think we're going to probably see more jump if the if the money gets there. If the I, money is so high, you know, if Rom's getting close to six hundred million, you're going to see other guys get three hundred, let's say yep. four hundred. I mean, the biggest names. Put it this way: they're going to have a decision to make. No question, D. And it's and it's funny money, right? It's like monopoly money. This money doesn't matter to the to the Saudis. They don't care. Here's what I would say: it just depends on how long it takes us to get this the rest of this done. If this things if there's not 
a really close to the finish line product by, um, shoot, I'd say March, April. Look for, I don't expect any other players to go in the next month or so. I really don't. Could they? Yes. Are they still working on some of that? They probably are. And we know, we know the strategy. Don't it's, you think they would have jumped, though, before the season began with the Century this weekend? I, I, I do, unless they wanted to play in the Century and play a couple PGA Tour events okay. before they jump. But we, we all know the strategy. You said no, we'll give you more money. You said no, we'll give you more and more money. We're, we're, we're just going to keep hit, heaping, depending on the player, but we know what they did with John Rahm. It was $50 million increments, and they just kept adding on until the, the dam broke. Yeah. I mean, call me. <laughs> Call Jay, me. Jay's available. Yeah. Send me the email, Jay at jaydelsongolf.com. <laughs> Can you imagine? I wouldn't care how much I embarrass myself. You know, it's interesting, Dee. Now that they're going to be partners, I'm trying to get my hands around this. I did some research. I think I may have told you this off the air. But somewhere around 26 of our 37, 38 sponsors already do business in Saudi Arabia. This can be a, a, a thing that we can figure out. Yeah. It really, and by the way, we're going to have to. Well, the fans wanted to. Yep. The best thing, let's get the best players in the world and let's see them every weekend on, let's say, CBS or NBC channels that the average golf fan is affiliated with in terms of watching the game and put the best guys out there, man. How exciting would it be for us to come back in this studio and talk about who in the field this week? Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, P. Reed, uh, John Rahm, Phil Rory, Phil. Exactly. How exciting. I miss it. Don't you miss it? I do miss it. I, I, do I miss really it. do. Yeah. Philly Mick is a show all into himself, too. Our thanks to Clint Peters, owner, CEO of Sniper Golf. Also, Nathan Carnes, director of golf at Winghaven and the national secretary of the PGA of America. Show was loaded, my man. Great stuff. Oh, it's so much fun. I can't believe we got to quit, but we'll come back at him next week. And how do we end the show? Hit him straight, St. Louis, and Happy New Year. Are you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. This is Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing.
Delsing here, and my show Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions, can be heard every Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on 101 ESPN. It's the biggest names in golf, tips for your game, your local golf scene, the LPGA, and much more. You can reach me at jdelsinggolf.com to enter to win a free dozen TP5 golf balls we give away each week. It's Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday morning from 8 to 10. Family Golf and Learning Center. No matter your age or skill level, Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. And now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, Mostly young African-American females are making between fifty-five dollars and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. Hey, St. Louis, Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Do you remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the metropolitan St. Louis area, People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just want to do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business that's been helping our community for over 200 years. 
In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting edge products to deliver the highest quality in property and casualty coverage, as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you. That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs.